say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. On July 14, 1789, a French crowd in Paris stormed the Bastille, a fortress used by the king as a state prison, and freed the prisoners held there. Thus began the French Revolution, which resulted in the execution of the king, Louis XIV, in January 1793, and the queen, Marie Antoinette, that fall. Now what does this have to do with Appalachia, you might be asking yourself? That, my friends, is our story today. Hello folks, I'm Steve Gilley, along with Rod Mullins, and this is Stories, A History of Appalachia. Steve, we really can't talk about the history of Appalachia unless we go back and we talk a little bit about the French and their involvement with the Appalachian region. And you know, you bring up those two names to me, King Louis Fourteenth, and then the Queen Marie Antoinette. Let them eat cake. That's what I think of when I when I hear of Marie Antoinette's name. Forget about the Kirsten Dunst movie that they made here several years ago with Marie Antoinette that looked like a rock and roll video. No, mm-hmm. she was nothing like that whatsoever. But I kind of digress. We need to talk about the French and their involvement in Appalachia. Well, this is a little bit of an, an oddity in terms okay. of that. You know, the French were involved in northern Appalachia you know, around Pittsburgh, Fort Duquesne, all all that as part of the French and Indian Wars. Now, this is a little bit past that, and this happens to be in the heart of Appalachia in southwest Virginia. Hmm. And it all starts with the first settler in what's now Wise County, Virginia, a man named John English, or some folks called him John Ingalls. Now, Mr. English or Mr. Ingalls, however you choose to pronounce it, and his family had settled along the Clinch River near present-day Castlewood and St. Paul in the 1770s. The presence of the family was not welcomed by the Native Americans in the area, leading to a raid by Shawnee warriors on Christmas Day, 1782. That day was a lucky one for the family, who were unharmed, although a young man named Cox was captured and scalped in the raid. But Rod, John English's luck ran out in 1787, didn't it? 
Yes, it did, Steve, because on March 8th of that year, there was another attack on his farm in which his wife, Molly, and their two sons were killed. That was all Mr. English could take. So in 1791, John English sold his land to a French nobleman named Pierre-Francois de Debuff, who had grand designs for his own Appalachian land, if you want to call it that. Debuff was a Norman French entrepreneur who had, in 1773, received a commission to develop and work coal mines in southeastern France. And work those mines he did, often without consideration for the health and safety of those men who worked for him. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. He was so badly regarded that he soon made many enemies, both among the nobility and among the peasantry. He became so much in debt that for a time, one of his creditors in Paris held his wife hostage until he could pay off his debt. Well, in 1789, with the turmoil of the French Revolution rising, Baron de Tebeuf left France for London, England. And while there, he made the acquaintance of a man named Richard Smith. Now, it seems Smith was a land speculator with vast holdings in the Appalachian West, and Tebouf was aware of the, you know, the vast timber in the region, and he likely learned that coal might be there as well. So soon he and Smith struck a deal. In exchange for Tebouf's London property, Smith gave him title to 55,000 acres of prime land along the Clinch River, part of which encompassed John English's land, and he had some plans for that. Well, there he had planned to build a great city to be called Court of Justice. Smith provided Tabouf with a plat of land which was marked with the road to Philadelphia and showing several other rivers beside the clinch, namely the Powell, the Guest, the Big Sandy, and the Cumberland. So in 1791, armed with a letter of safe passage signed by none other than King Louis XIV himself, Baron Pierre de Tebouf left England on a French ship bound for America. He landed in Virginia and set himself and his servants up in Richmond prior to traveling to his newly purchased property in the West. Now, apparently, some of the servants were none too keen about traveling to the wilderness that, well, after all this stuff and going that far, they they pretty much abandoned the Baron, leaving him within the safety and civility of the Virginia capital. Tabuff arrived in Russell County, Virginia, later in 1791, where he made his acquaintance of John English and purchased his interest in the Baron's 55,000 acres. He then set about building himself a fine house for his family, which were to come to America once he had the colony started. And that house, by the way, stood until the 1950s on a hill along the Clinch River. Wow. Well, Tabouf named the new settlement St. Marie and even got a loan of 600 pounds with which he could bring French settlers over to occupy the land. In 1792, a wagon road from the Russell Courthouse was built to St. Marie, and soldiers have been stationed nearby to protect the entire enterprise from Indian attacks. By October, things had started to turn for the worst. Some of the French immigrants had had enough of life on the frontier and had abandoned the place. He wrote the governor of Virginia asking for a certificate that would verify to the world the fertility of the soil, the legitimacy of his ownership of the land, and the safety of the place so that he could entice more Frenchmen to move to the colony. 
At the same time, the baron went to war, so to speak, against those who lived on his land without his permission. He harassed the Native Americans who'd been there since before the settlers had arrived. He also tried to rid his land of a group of Melungeons and white settlers who had simply chosen a piece of land and built homes and farms without checking to see that Tabuf held title to that land. He burned cornfields, killed a cow belonging to one of his neighbors that just happened to trespass on his land. He even sent his servants into the woods with weapons to chase trespassers away. This harassment had consequences for the baron. Soon it was discovered that Baron de Tabouf had a weakness. He was deathly afraid of snakes. Now, the Baron knew that snakes were a common sight on the Appalachian frontier, so before he left England, he bought a special pair of boots said to be impenetrable to the bite of any snake, poisonous or not. Well, soon his put-upon neighbors found out about his fears. Suddenly, dead rattlesnakes were appearing at the door to his house to greet him when he decided to go outside. And live snakes were put in sacks and carried by those same trespassers to throw it to Booth's servants when they decided to confront them with their guns. Turns out those servants didn't like snakes either, which left those neighbors in peace. In April 1793, Pierre's youngest son, Francois, came from France to join the family, now reunited. Life in the colony of St. Marie continued for the next two years, but in April 1795, they had an election in Russell County. And on the day of that election, two men named Brown and Barrow happened to pass through St. Marie and stopped at Baron Tabouf's house. Being courteous, Tabouf invited the men in to share in dinner, which turned out to be a big mistake. Big mistake? That's an understatement. Because after dinner, Tabouf and the men socialized for a time. Yes, they socialized. And then the Baron turned around. At that point, one of the men slammed the butt of a handgun into his head, giving him a mortal wound. They then proceeded to attempt to murder the entire family, attacking Pierre's son, Alexander, with a club before the young man could escape. A servant maid attempted to flee and was drowned while trying to swim across the Clinch River. Now, folks, you got to remember something. The Clinch River at one time was much deeper. A lot of these rivers around Appalachia, southwest Virginia, were much deeper. The uh, I guess the filling in came later with the mining and so forth, but that's another story for another day. So, But other than that, after the violence the two robbed whatever they could carry from the house and escaped. A reward of $500, well, translated now would be roughly about $10,500, was posted for the two men, giving a detailed description of each. They were tracked to the Illinois Territory, deep in Indian country. The governor of Virginia sent two men to go to the Illinois country to bring them back, and they were successful at first. However, Brown and Barrow, managed to escape at a place called New Design in May of 1796. And, Steve, they were never seen again. But three men, James Best, Aaron Roberts, and Obadiah Payne, who were acquaintances with Brown and Barrow, were arrested and tried as accessories to the robbery and the murders. Alexander de Tabouf and his younger brother Francois left the colony and returned to France in 1803. Most of the other colonists eventually moved away, and in 1854, Tabouf's lands were sold by the Commonwealth of Virginia to satisfy the mortgage. And the auction rod was held at the home of Hiram H. Kilgore, 
at his residence, which was located across from the present-day UVA Wise campus. You know, the, wow, that would have been in the, I guess that had been in the same area as the Wise County Poor Farm of what we call mm-hmm. the UVA Wise campus. But wow, that's, that's, I had never heard of this before, but you know, I've, I'd heard of the French being here in Southwest Virginia, but I didn't know to this degree, uh, the involvement, especially of Mr. Tibbuth and his plan to set up a city and an organization, you know, for the French, so to speak, where they could, you know, gather and, and possibly colonize and everything. But wow, that's just, that's incredible. And Rod, if you want to go see this place, you can, and you can go there and they've got hiking trails that walk out along the river and go up by the, where the house was, it's only a fireplace now. And a few other places out there of historic interest that, as far as the Frenchman settlement was concerned. Wow. And folks, that's the story of the Frenchman settlement along the Clinch River. Another bit of the history of this place we call home, Appalachia. Thanks for listening. Now you can subscribe to the audio version of the Stories Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, etc., 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 or just pick your own favorite podcast app. Till next we meet. So long, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.